0: Hello and welcome to the official Building Your Business podcast series presented by Archer and Redshaw Chartered Accountants. Our firm has launched this podcast series to help simplify some of the complex challenges that occur when owning and operating a business and to assist business owners to better understand the inner workings of their organization, regardless of which industry you operate within. Every month, we'll be releasing a new episode featuring special guests from industry, as well as Archie Gallen Redshore directors, Ian Walker, Smilian Jankovic, and Valda Glynn to provide their commentary on a variety of business management topics alongside expertise surrounding accounting, taxation, and business strategy. Welcome to our podcast series, Building Your Business. Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Building Your Business podcast series presented by Archie Gallen Redshore Chartered Accountants. Uh, my name is Chris Lewis and co-hosting with me today is uh, Valda Glenn, Director of Alchegallan Redshore. Together, we're joined by special guests from Core Schedule, specialists in, the, in healthcare rostering platforms, uh, Jasmine Kelly, General Manager, and Dr. Stephen Poole, CEO and Founder. Uh, please welcome Jasmine and Dr. Poole great thank you chris
1: yeah, great, uh, thanks having, chris great to have this opportunity to talk with you.
0: uh so across the episode today uh we'll be discussing a number of different uh, operational management matters with regards to the healthcare sector Uh, specifically around the allocation of people and staff resources and how a specialist rostering platform like Core Schedule uh, can help uh, C-suite executives, managers, and principal practitioners maybe of some smaller medical practices as well, build effective business strategy for the future and how that operates on a, I guess, both enterprise level and then more at a SME level as well. So uh, I'll hand it over to to each of uh, yourself, Jasmine, and uh, Dr. Paul, just to sort of explain, I guess, core schedule and provide a bit of an introduction in that respect.
2: Yeah, uh, thanks, Chris, and thanks for having us. A little bit about core schedule is um, I'm basically a a practicing emergency medicine uh, physician, um, practicing now down in Wellington. Um, And I made core schedule 10 years ago when I was a physician practicing in New York City. Um, And basically, I was responsible for having to do the rosters for our uh, department um, at that time and found that we couldn't even do simple things like request leave, figure out who was supposed to show up, routinely had people that would miss shifts, you know, because they weren't quite clear whether they were working today or whether that trade had happened or not. And I just thought there's got to be a better way than the Excel sheet and the whiteboards and the transparencies that we were using at the time. Um, and so I was a bit of a programmer and I gave my uh, drive to it and put together a course schedule and it kind of took off from there. Uh, and then we brought it with us when we moved uh, to New Zealand uh, uh, five years ago. And then uh, recently we have been, uh, you know, in uh, throughout the Australian market um, as well. Uh, and now core schedules you know one of the leading uh, online cloud-based rostering products for uh, hospitals and doctors and nurses um so we're really happy to be able to you know to give that advice and then be able to help people with those problems because it, it is a huge issue for businesses
3: yeah and I guess my um I've joined the core schedule team in the last 12 months and my background's really been in in software and helping businesses grow uh, previously worked with zero accounting software sort of quite a few years ago now and, and went through that whole transition of, of talking to businesses and even accounting practices around how we can automate a lot of those processes and um, and and then obviously then focus on some more of that high value work within the business. So I've seen it happen in the accounting industry and yeah, was really excited to jump on board with Core Schedule because I could definitely see, you know, some, how you can really leverage off not only working in the cloud, but also starting to automate some of these processes and, and focusing more on things like patient care and and better quality and and reducing risk. So, yeah, very excited to be on board with the team.
0: I guess, you know, currently with with everything that's going on, I mean, it's uh, uh, obviously these things are, are quite important at the moment. Say in terms of for, for hospitals and then also for for medical practices. So um, I know sort of Belld has got a bit of an introduction, I guess, on on that and and wanting to I guess, have a bit of a general discussion about that to begin with and, and how it all sort of fits in. Yeah,
1: Jasmine, um, we uh, reached out to each other a little while ago through Chris. Um, as Archangel and Redshaw has a fairly strong presence in providing accounting, taxation, and general business advice to a number of small to medium medical clinics, as one as well as one of the largest privately owned medical clinics in Southeast Queensland. Uh, no matter what the size of the medical center, ensuring that there's an effective way of being able to provide support services to consulting physicians is critical to the smooth operation of the clinics, particularly during these very difficult challenges that we've had with COVID. The first challenges that are potentially still ongoing are through setting up and managing respiratory clinics to do the COVID testing. But now we're moving into another phase with administering the vaccinations. It, all through this, there's been, the, the challenges really are that um, the number of people presenting for testing can be increased in very short notice. And we've got to have an away, a way of organising to have staff available for that. And even with the vaccinations, it's not clear at this stage um, how and when uh, the, the vaccines are going to be available. So I, I think that it's absolutely critical for clinics that are providing these services have a very um, fluid way of being able to organise and arrange staff at short notice.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's a great uh, point on there. We actually have been doing some vaccine clinic work um, with some clinics and hospitals, um, particularly in the States. Uh, where they started to get this geared up and they realized that they needed to be in, uh, in some places up to like about 47 different locations for two hours at a time, perhaps, and that they needed staff to be able to come and volunteer for those specific time zones. And they were trying to manage it all on Excel. And it quickly just blew up to the point where they could not manage any of it, brought us in kind of an emergency basis and said, hey, guys, can you do something to help us out here um, You know, for this? Oh, and we need it online like in 48 hours because we have 200 people we've just emailed for their availability and they're just bombarding us with emails of when they could work um, for that. So we basically had built them a course schedule instance and got a special module up and running where their staff could come in and actually sign up and say, hey, I'm available here or I can just sign up directly to this clinic because it's actually close to my house. So I don't mind running out there for two hours. Um, and it just took what was hours and hours of work and coordination um, and then made it very streamlined and pretty much automated most of that to where they could immediately see this is exactly where I have my clinics that are still open and not filled. This is where I still need people. And then they could actually target their time and attention to closing those few holes that were left versus trying to do everything by email and Excel.
3: Just to touch on that as well, Valda, um, specifically in healthcare, you, you talked about having that you know, fluidity and being able to adapt to change. And that's, I guess that's one thing we've really noticed at Core Schedule is, is allowing clients to have that flexibility with, with a solution like Core Schedule. So rather than using an out-of-the-box out of solution that's fairly rigid, We really identified that early on, that having flexibility and being able to adapt with various circumstances, whether it's, you know, looking at something like a pandemic or, you know, a volcano erupting, for example, uh, we've we've created a solution that allows clients to adapt and, yeah, it, it becomes really important.
1: Yeah, that's great. I mean, even though we've sort of focused um, perhaps a little bit on uh, that pandemic and um, what challenges that proposes, it it just really, call schedule is actually designed not specifically for that but has obviously been able to adapt for it. But it's very important just in uh, a normal clinic situation for the doctors to be able to understand that they have um, the uh, staff available when they need it at short notice just to the normal day-to-day operation of the um, medical clinics.
2: Mm. And, and also just to, to deal with possible contingency, you know, rostering um, for that. What we saw when COVID hit was all of a sudden everybody had to throw out all of their established rosters and deal with what if next week we have twice as many patients that are going to be coming through the clinics? Or what if we have half as many because we're now locked down and being able to develop those alternative rosters And then be able to hot swap them in and say, okay, here's my disaster roster. I'm now going to activate that and bring that in. And our work in that area actually attracted the uh, interest of the uh, Ministry of Business. And we actually received a fairly large grant to help facilitate that work and get it to market um, soon. And we'll actually be launching that uh, disaster rostering module uh, next week um, to give clinics and hospitals that ability to have multiple versions of their roster out there and be ready for anything that comes at you because it changes from day to day, you know, whether we're locked down or whether a a batch of vaccines shows up at your clinic and all of a sudden you got to get rid of them and you need all those people in there and you got to up your, you know, your staffing at that last minute notice. You got to be ready for that. You got to have the tools that help you do that.
1: Yes. And I suppose this is where one of the the really important aspects of course schedule is the business analytics and management teams want to um, see tangible results and, and, on and highlight the ongoing importance of business analytics. But just by way of introduction, some people may not know what a, the term business analytics actually means. Um, they are, there's really three types. There's descriptive analytics, which is what has happened in a business. Predictive analytics is what could happen. And prescriptive analytics is what should happen. How does school schedule help in this regard and at an enterprise level within a hospital, but also potentially with a smaller multi-room medical practice.
3: Yeah, it's interesting because we, we've always known that this is important, but once again, COVID's probably highlighted the need to have more up to minute up-to-the-minute insights around all parts of operations within the business. So, yeah, once again, it's important to be to have those insights to be able to stay agile and, and cost efficient and also. I guess create points of difference uh, when you're looking at an increasingly competitive marketplace, which I'm sure you're seeing amongst many of your clients. So we agree, yeah, we definitely look at data analytics as more or less the process of critically analysing data sets to give you more visibility across the organisation. And and when you're looking at staffing specifically, we can start to really get a better insight around things like rostering patterns. So you know who who we're over or underutilising within the business and how that actually affects the staffing costs um, we can also look at things like increase uh, vacant shift vis- visibility so this can basically then allow you to establish how many shifts that you might need in a in a given period um, we can also increase your visibility around staff uh, staff well-being which once again that's probably become a real focal point in in recent times so, by having a, a rostering solution that gives you that visibility, you can once again start to be a little bit more proactive around that sort of thing. So we can see which, which staff are actually being overworked, um, You know where job satisfaction levels may drop because of that, um, and also where, where workers might be becoming a little bit underproductive. So these are all sort of key measures that we can start to really uh, drill down on. Um, And then also one thing we've touched on a little bit is around uh, compliance and safety. So being able to look at some metrics around that and and looking at that from a rostering perspective. So it really starts to give you more of that that 360 visibility across the whole organisation. So you're looking at it from, from a payroll, a HR, finance, an overall view of the business. And you start to see where, yeah, staffing and rostering really does enter into all of those areas.
1: Yes, well, certainly with any business um, that is predominantly providing services, which um, obviously medical clinics do, as actually do accounting firms and a lot of other service industries, uh, contractors and employees are the business's most valuable asset. And it's really important that um, we, as you're saying, that you can, can promote staff well-being and, and you do, when you do that, that increases productivity and actually gives everybody ownership and moves the business forward as, as a, a whole without people individually feeling as if they're just doing just their job and not working in with everybody else. So from an HR perspective, um, what do you how do you see core schedule actually helping staff wellbeing and performance management? What actually is the uh, processes that are used?
3: I think giving we we had a great conversation with uh, a client yesterday around just giving staff more tools to actually stay engaged. So just being able to actually use something like the shift market to be able to to organise what shifts that they might want to want to trade with other staff, or even having you know visibility around how many weekends they're working across the year and. Uh, by, by getting that, having that visibility, they can really understand the, the big picture. Um, and it also, you know, they can, when I say big picture, big picture of the whole organization and, and why rosters are a certain way. But it also means that they're, they're part of that story as well. So they've, they've got a bit more ownership around, you know, what that roster going to look like. Uh, and yeah, we definitely see once they have a bit more engagement there, that their, you know, the, the, the satisfaction within their role starts to increase as well.
2: Yeah, And when you give your employees agency to kind of take the action that they need to deal with their problems, they they are by definition just much more happy with the situation. And a very typical scenario is if it is very hard for a doctor or a nurse, um, you know, or employee to trade a shift um, or to move their schedule around, you know, if they have something, you know, a school play that they really want to go to or they have a doctor's appointment or they have, you know, child care issues if they have to go through this very laborsome process of filling out forms and getting them countersigned by several people to make a simple shift swap then they're more likely not to go through that process and then either just call out in the end or just be very unhappy with the process or whoever might have been in charge of that within core schedule we're giving the agency back to the employee and said hey you now have several tools where you can try and deal with these things yourself to rearrange your schedule to get off where you need to to move things around and make it as easy as possible and then from the administration side saying hey we're giving the employees these tools and we're also helping you because we are meticulously tracking where everything is in this process what the status of every trade is who's verified it um and then keeping audit trails of everything so that there's never any ambiguity as to what's going on or who actually holds to shift at any one point And a lot of places, trades are simply done by you call the manager and say, hey, I need out of this shift. And they try their best, you know, to make that happen. And then when it doesn't happen, you know, they get blamed for it. And the employee feels kind of powerless, you know, in their situation.
1: Mm-hmm. The, the program really has been designed to, to work in some fairly, fairly large hospital-style situations, but I know that it, it still would work in, in larger medical practices. What would be uh, possibly the smallest um, clinic situation that you would see where core va- schedule would, would really add value?
2: We have, we have some customers with exactly 12 people on core schedule. Um, for them. And it, and it is great um, for them. Uh, so we do, we do the, from the very small, um, you know, clinics and uh, outpatient structures to, you know, entire hospitals and, you know, large health districts um, as well. So we kind of run the gamut, but we started with that smaller side and kind of built up adding more features and, <clears throat> and dealing with the multi-departments. Um, but, you know, we were kind of born in that small clinic situation where you have kind of a tight knit group of people um, in a smaller situation, you know, dealing with things.
1: I suppose the cost effectiveness of this solution is just that it it takes so much away from individuals having to try to do it making a lot of different calls, trying to organise somebody to do a shift swap and that sort of thing. So um, even though there's a cost involved with it, you've got the saving of the human cost and the addition of the uh, employee satisfaction in being able to organise these things fairly quickly.
3: That's Absolutely. right.
1: We actually, yep. we had a um, once
3: again uh, chatting with a client recently, and part of their process was releasing the roster on a Thursday lunchtime, and then spending the next four hours next to the phone, just waiting for the barrage of calls to come in to to make adjustments and you know answer queries and frustrations and and yeah, like you said, it's it's not just time consuming; it can also be quite a, a negative. Um, process to go through uh to say the least um but i guess then it's freeing up time to once again focus on some of the higher value work so looking at things especially more recently once again with covid happening flexible work arrangements have become a lot more common and having tools to be able to manage that is really important rather than needing more resources to manage that if you've got the right tools in place you can manage it that way and it's something that definitely noticed uh, back many years ago with when zero came into the marketplace and having lots of conversations with bookkeepers around possibly feeling like they were going to be made redundant. Um, But in actual fact, it just, it it, it highlighted the need for, for their work, uh, but more of the high level work. So they could focus on things like buzzers rather than just manually entering in data. So it's, it's really, um, you know, focusing, like I said, on some of those, those activities that are are going to improve patient care and, and better better outcomes yeah sure. if it's just and a lot having- of
2: your clinics, yeah, and a lot of your clinics, you will see that the most common person who is doing the roster is actually and usually a clinician um, doing it, and that is the absolutely last thing they want to be doing, you know, with their time is having to be spending it on that,
1: yes, yeah, so that's just like um you know uh, accounting directors um, having to do organizing workflow and um Requesting work, all the administrative tasks that they shouldn't be doing. They should be focusing on on the technical side. So this is just takes that just those decisions out of their hands. But Um, Jasmine, sorry,
0: Um, I was just hoping to sort of find out a little bit more because. As you say, that, that information is really critical, um, you know, at sort of a business management level. And as accountants, we obviously talk a lot about, um, you know, forward business planning and, and using that data to, to sort of make decisions. And as accountants, sort of we advocate that. Um, you know, where can an automated platform such as Core Schedule help in, in that regard from an, uh, partnering in, you know, with your finance professionals, um, with your external accountants and, and the insights that you can get from that?
2: Um, one of the modules that we have in Core Schedule is uh, called Core Costing. And what it allows you to do is to basically say, hey, I'm putting together my next roster um, and I actually need to see how much this roster is going to cost me. And that is a huge you know, undertaking if you're trying to do that by Excel. You have different awards you know, levels, you know, the holidays, you know, play into it, what staff you're using, how many locums, you know, in casual staff you're using versus your full-time staff to where most of the places that we do in most hospitals, um, they don't actually know how much that roster is going to cost them until it's been done and run through payroll and it's been paid out. Um, So one of our modules basically says we can get that information in core schedule and we can produce that projection to show you What is this roster going to actually cost you when you're putting it together while you still actually have time to do something about it? You know, whether it's rely less on your locums usage, make sure that your full time staff are actually working their required hours before you go to locums. It's all things like that to give you those levers to look at the finances and the underlying, uh, you know, analytics of it to say, you know, is this a roster that makes sense? And, you know, what can I do in terms of cost savings? Because once you kind of release that roster, it's out there and this is what most people are working and you're kind of stuck with it. And it's too late, you know, to make big changes um, for that. So being able to do things proactively versus reactive um, is a big advantage.
3: A hundred percent. And I think, you know, it really does fall on, under that trusted advisor umbrella, if you like. And as we know, you know, staffing and resources is is usually the number one cost for, for any business. So if there's ways in which we can, not just uh, reduce costs around that, but once again improve uh, employee morale and satisfaction, so that you're not seeing that that turnover, which is a huge cost as well. Then, uh, yeah, it's definitely should be part of those conversations.
0: And then from a, uh, I guess, a platform uh, element, you, know, you mentioned there zero and other sort of finance platforms. Does core schedule sort of connect in with those as well to be able to provide those insights and gain that data?
2: Yeah. So, course schedule can pretty much integrate with any uh, payroll system that takes imports. Mostly, we give uh, reports that are exported out of course schedule, and then would go into zero to MyOB, most of your your major uh, payroll platforms. Um, we'll get the data out in whatever format that they need it for without any problems.
1: And from an accounting point of view, it's it's um, absolutely uh, critical that um, businesses have that sort of information to be able to deal with budgeting and uh, forward planning. And I'm sure that um, the core schedule would actually do forecasting as well as just not in the short term but in the longer term.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And particularly when you're dealing with large groups of uh, employees or doctors that are rotating among places, It's very important to be able to say, you know, hey, in the next year, you know, where is everybody going to be? And then also to look at things like leave planning, you know, and over an extended amount of period of time, you know, and we have uh, some very robust features in terms of that and being able to track leave out, you know, as far as many years in the future, if that's what you want. um, So that you can start to get a hold of those costs and always kind of know, you know, what is your liability sitting on the books, you know, for your leave at any one time
1: yes and that's great information certainly from a planning point of view uh when we're uh, helping our clients do their uh, forward year budgets and that sort of thing so i think this sort of information will be really critical
3: and that's why it's also you know working alongside a partner like archer uh, gal and redland uh redshaw is is that we get to know i guess what some of the outcomes that these clients are wanting to achieve so for example you know, just doing integrations for the sake of it might not make sense. We we really like to have those conversations to say well, what it is is it that you're trying to achieve and what's the best way in which we can get there. So working alongside a, a trusted advisor would make a lot of sense to us, uh, to really get a, a big picture view of what the client what the client wants to get out of, at, at
1: the end of the day. Yes, well certainly Arj Allen Redshaw, as you know, um, has quite a presence in the medical profession. And uh, as I said, we've got different size medical practices and certainly archer and by themselves originally had uh, quite a presence, but then MRG Redshore as well. And this was one of the um, very important um, uh, considerations we, we uh, con- uh, put emphasis on when we were looking at doing the merger. Now, as the uh, two firms have merged, we've got an even stronger presence and we hope to continue to grow that and, and t- partnering with people like schedule, I'm sure will assist both your business and ours in um, being able to advocate such an important um, program as yours to assist the businesses.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, It's terrific to sort of partner in with yourselves and highlight, you know, such a product because I think there can be tremendous benefit. I mean, we've spoken a lot here about how it helps from a productivity perspective, a business compliance perspective, and then, you know, the information that you can draw from it. So to be able to to highlight those to to practices, regardless of size and then at an enterprise level is I think a really strong, um, uh, strong avenue to have. So really just wanted to say thank you to, to the both of you for, for joining us this morning um, on, on this podcast and, um, you know, giving a bit of insight and background into core schedule and, uh, you know, how it can help the medical profession. So uh, I guess in terms of how listeners out there can contact yourselves and, uh, and find out more and potentially proceed from there, what, what's the best way to, to do that?
3: Well, obviously, yeah, we'd love them to reach out to yourselves um, because, yeah, we definitely see, you know, there's a, we we still see a lot of people out there using things like, you know, antiquated and and whiteboards, surprised by how many clients are potentially using pretty old systems and, and missing out on some of the these possibilities. So, yeah, reach out reach out to yourselves there, reach out to your trusted advisor, but also jump onto our website, which is coursechedule.com. Uh, and we've also got our LinkedIn page, which we run lots of uh, various webinars that's sort of looking at different topics within the, the healthcare industry and how rostering can affect that. Um, so, yeah, running lots of uh, events online, as well as we'll be at uh, the next care conference coming up Next month in uh, towards the end of April uh, and we'll be attending different conferences throughout the year. But um, yeah, jump online. We do one on one demos with clients and we've also got uh, lots of other information that you can find on the website.
0: When we release the the episode, uh, we'll link it all back to yourselves and, and those different webinars and um, include all your details there. So hopefully, it'll make it really easy for people to be in contact. And uh, and as you say, if uh, if others want to also find out, um, you know more, you know we're more than happy to to talk to potential people as well about it. So hopefully, we can sort of build uh, build that network there moving forward.
3: That's Fantastic. great, guys. Thank you so
0: much. Well, well thank you very much for, for your time. Uh, again, you know, it's uh, great to, to obviously do this and um, yeah, hear those insights. And, you know, if, as I say, if there's anyone out there, I'm sure uh, we can be in touch. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Thank,
2: thank you,
1: you Robert. Thanks, thank you, David. Thanks, Jasmine.
0: Thank you. For business owners seeking accounting, taxation, business advisory and superannuation support and assistance, please feel free to get in contact with the advisor team at Archer Gallen Redshaw. Led by Ian Walker, Smiljan Jankovic, and Valda Glynn. Our firm are a Brisbane CBD based accounting practice supporting businesses across a variety of industries throughout Southeast Queensland and nationally. You can get in contact with our team via the website www.agredshaw.com.au, via email at infoagredshaw.com.au, at or contacting 3002 2699.